Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and acknowledge listeners in the city of Gaborone, Botswana. We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. Let's talk about one thing that women have to deal with that men don't. Reputation. And when I say reputation, I'm just not talking in general. I'm talking about sexual reputation. Now, besides deviant activities that are deemed illegal... Women, for the most part, give men a pass because society has done that for us. Men initially established the rule that the man didn't have to be as responsible when it came down to sexuality. So he could go out and be with multiple women and be classified as a philanderer. And it's not something that's going to really be a scarlet letter to him, for the most part. Because what's going to happen is other men, you know, they may look at him as a cheater, a player, whatever. They're patting him on the back. Women, of course, are bored by this. And they sometimes get that generalization, that stereotype of, well, you know, all men cheat, etc., etc. All men are dogs, etc., etc. Now, they group them in a stereotype because it's easier for them to process a certain characteristic that they perceive in men. In other words, it's a safeguard. Makes them a little bit more vigilant. I remember one time walking down Santa Monica Boulevard in Santa Monica with my friend Chris. And we got to a corner, but before we got there, there were three white men standing at that corner. There was a white woman in the car in the left lane by herself. And until we walked to that corner, she did not lock her door. As soon as we walked to that corner, you heard that click of the door lock. She looked straight ahead as if we weren't there. Now, she was fearing the stereotype. She didn't know us, but before she felt comfortable enough not to lock her door around the white gentleman. But when we showed up, she locked the door. So instinctively, she was responding to a stereotype. Fear kicked in. Because she didn't know us. So what does this mean? The white men did not have to prove themselves. They could have walked over and asked this woman for directions or anything when they crossed the street. We couldn't have that luxury. Because we would have to prove to her that we were worthy of speaking with her because she's clumped us into a negative stereotype. That's the way that works. Now, let's bring it to 
relationships. There are women who want to have their needs fulfilled sexually, but they may not want the burden of a relationship, but they don't want to be classified as a whore, a loose woman, a bitch, etc., etc. You go down the list of horrible names. But here's the thing. Many of them fear the man classifying them as such, but fail to look at there are more women that will classify them that way over men. Because we know that if we call a woman a name, there's going to be another man to more than likely defend her. <clears throat> and plus that ruins his opportunities with the other women in earshot of his comment about this woman. So he's going to be a little bit more diplomatic. Some men will, some won't. Right? So, with this, that woman who's yearning to have sex, she hadn't had sex in a year, two, three, four, maybe even a decade in some cases, if not more. She wants to do this, but what she doesn't want is the weight of an obligation of a relationship associated with it. This is why you get a lot of women that are down for hookups. They want something discreet, something that's not going to ruin their reputation, something that will always keep them in some sort of space where they have that self-respect. Now, the reason why a lot of women do this deliberately is because they have control over the situation. It's like, I like the guy, I just want to screw him, and that's it. And after that, she's done. She's had that experience, she's done. Now, people would normally call this woman loose, a whore, whatever. No, she just wants to have her needs fulfilled because she's attracted to this person and she just wants that urge taken care of. But she's ostracized for that because she didn't stay. She didn't commit herself. And so she's looked on in a negative way. And in many ways, it's unfair. She has needs just like men do. The only thing is, women have to repress their needs more so than men. Now, one of the problems that a lot of women have is they try to only have sex with people they can fall in love with. The problem with that is that they may choose the guy because they have the choice on who's going to be with them. They may choose the guy that they want, but he may not be of the caliber and quality that she expects. So she goes and she sleeps with this guy over time, date him, sleep with him, and she realizes that there's nothing there beyond sex. And she's disappointed. Now, if her urge is to sleep with someone just to get that energy out, by looking for a relationship, she wants to have everything in an all-inclusive package. And sometimes, ladies, it doesn't work that way. Sometimes you'll find a guy with a good dick, but he's horrible in a relationship. Some of you are staying in your relationships because the guy has good dick, and that's the only reason why you're there. Just like there are guys that are pussy whoops. Years ago, I had a friend of mine. His wife 
I really didn't trust her. And none of the other friends of mine did as well. Because she was the kind of person where she wanted something. I don't care what it was. First thing she would do is use sex. Many men had slept with her. And the husband would get the rumors back. And he would deflect. And what would always happen, she would always manage to get him back in her realm. He'd be pissed off. She would give him some pussy. That would get him back. And she yo-yoed like that. They had children. And even the children had caught her sleeping with other men, caught her in the bed with another man one day. And her daughter just couldn't handle it. Told her dad. Said he'll take care of it. Only thing happened, she was able to go and persuade him to accept what she was bringing. Some of it had to do with low self-esteem with him because he didn't feel as though he could get anyone else because she kept telling him this. But what he didn't realize was that he had married a woman that was less than the standard that he wanted. And he went on with her because she had some good pussy. However, she wasn't ready to settle down. She was fighting the age complex. And some women do this deliberately, where they are constantly throwing themselves out in the places where they really shouldn't be in order to stay relevant, in order to stay desired and wanted. You see a lot of these 40 and 50 year old women hanging around with 21, 22 year olds trying to remain relevant. A lot of these cougars, same thing. Now, here's the thing as well. A lot of times people will have a problem with morals and standards. They're two different things. When you're dealing with morals, you're dealing with rules that are established based on past experiences, based on teachings, based on things that you've learned or heard in some way. A lot of people establish their morals based on the Bible. When it comes to standards, standards are something that are applied to a certain protocol for what you're doing at that time. So take for instance, in that relationship, you'll have the standards that, hey, we won't go outside of the relationship. Well, you may have that standard established for the two of you. Both of you may may agree. However, on the moral side, that person may say, well, you know what? That's not within my moral structure. That's not in my beliefs. Because see, what happens, those lessons that you learn, those things that impact you in a way that make you cognizant of what you are going to deal with in the future, as far as what you will accept and what you won't, things that are pertaining to you, what you won't engage in. Because morals are usually more subjective to the person as opposed to project them onto the person that they're going for. And so what happens is this. You take these morals, 
the ones that you apply, because you can pick and choose whichever ones you so desire and ignore others. So cheating may be a moral excuse for that person. Whereas for you, it may not be. So therefore, even though you agreed on the standard for the relationship, doesn't mean that that person will morally accept or comply with that standard, even though they agreed to it. I know it sounds crazy, but there are some people who would do this. So basically, they're lying to you. Okay, you have no cheating. I agree. But then they go out and start cheating as soon as they get in the relationship. Cognitive dissonance. What are they doing? Saying one thing, going in one direction, but having the opposite behavior. You see this done so many times. How many Christians have you met that you called hypocrites? As an example. What you have to understand also with this is that when women are compromised, when they feel as though they may have slept with the guy too soon, what's the first thing they do? They call themselves stupid. They talk about how could I be so weak? How could I have let my guard down? How could I have done this? But what happens a lot of times is this. The woman will not set standards or will lower them for the guy that she wants. And being that that's the case, yes, she may go all the way with them and sleep with them the first night. Now, there's some women who kick up on their morals and say, well, you know what? In the Bible, it says this, or in my past experiences, this has happened, or my mom taught me better, my dad taught me better, and they'll fall back on those, and that will be the thing that keeps them from going and pursuing the desires they so want. And they prolong that period. But there's a very difficult choice that women have to make. Because they have so many men to choose from. All these men are vying for their attention. For their time. And they're trying to figure out, okay, which one is really worth it? And that's where they run into difficulty. Because at some point, what they want to do is to let their hair down and relax. This is the reason why most women hate dating. Because the one thing that they hate is to go out and have to go and look and pick and choose and go through all these men. Now, at first, it's kind of cool for them because they're going out. These guys are paying for them. They're having a good time. But they then have to deal with, all right, now I got to push myself away from this guy because it's not what I want. And they have to do this until they find the guy they want. Now, on the flip side with men, the reason why we hate dating, we hate wasting money on women that are bad choices for us. Because it gets expensive. You look at what it costs to go on a date in the average city now, you're talking anywhere from three to $500 in most metropolitan areas. So, because everything has gone up, gas has gone up immensely. The cost of living has gone up. So men have to make wiser choices in the women that they invest in. So what that means is they have less money to expense on a woman. And expending on a woman means going out, 
getting with a lady that you may have an idea that's not going to pan out too well, well, you're not going to break the bank with her. You already know what you'll be dealing with there. You guys are incompatible. At best, you'll probably wind up having sex with her if you're lucky. That's about it. But she may have her needs fulfilled and you have yours. Now, ladies, the reason why this occurs is because there are women out there who are not looking for a relationship, even though they say they are on the Internet. They're looking for a hookup, but they don't want to come across like they're loose. And so this is how these guys have the mindset when they meet someone who's looking for a long-term relationship. He's ready to get in the bed with you. And you're like, well, whoa, wait a minute, Buster. Why are you so up and at him? And it's because of that. Now, here's the other thing, ladies. For many of you, you may have buyer's remorse. You sleep with them on the first date, second date, or you think you slept with them too soon. And you have this perception that, oh, he thinks I'm loose. He thinks I'm easy. He thinks that this is our relationship's going to be based on this. What he's going by is your lead. So if you lead with sex, this is where he's going to wind up thinking. But now if you set the standards in the beginning and say, look, uh, I'm not looking for a relationship. We can go out and have fun. And then we can go have sex and then see where it leads after that. If you come in with a game plan like that, his expectations are already set. Meaning that he knows that he's not going to get emotionally attached to you. Meaning that in that way, you've already set standards. You've set those parameters. And here's the interesting thing. Men will respect that. Because they realize that, hey, you know what? I don't have to worry about trying to manipulate her. Because I'm not going to get that far anyway. Because she already has an eye on what she wants. I've had women to tell me straight up, the only thing I wanted some dick. Told me that straight up with no hesitation. And a lot of times, that's all they want. They don't want a relationship. They don't want to fall in love. And these women are not whores. They're not loose. They've already decided who they want to be with. If they just want a dick, they'll just run out and get anybody. But this particular lady was interested in me. And we got to talking and it led to that conversation. Now, we're going to talk more in just a moment. Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. And let's see what's in the mailbag here today. Man, I don't know how to take this. Maybe you can give me some advice. I met this girl on Hinge, and the problem now is that 
we are starting to go out and get a little bit serious. There's only one problem. She told me that she is what is called a traveling nurse. Don't know quite what that means, but I can just assume that means she's going to be moving around all over the country. I'm not sure I want to get into a full-blown relationship with someone like this. I never had a relationship like this before, and if you have, I would love for you to elaborate on it and tell me what I need to look out for. Timothy, Ontario, California. Timothy, let me tell you something. When it comes down to traveling nurses, I've been with many of them, but I will tell you this you have to concern yourself with. Most of them do not want to get into a relationship. What they're looking for is something temporary in the town they're in because they go from town to town. Now, this is not to indict all traveling nurses. I'm just telling you the truth, fella. There are many of them because when they go to these communities, usually they have their apartment paid for, lodging, all that stuff paid for. They get a per diem. I just found that it's a waste of time to get into a relationship with one because they're constantly moving. They may be in your area for six months, a year, or whatever the contract is because they're mostly subcontractors. Um, it's up to you. If you can have the stomach for it, that's good. Now, there are some traveling nurses that I've dated that were really good people. And you knew going in that the only way a relationship was going to develop was if you decided to stick with them. I just don't find it an attractive proposition as far as a relationship, personally. A lot of them have been on dating sites, sex sites, those kind of things, and they more or less get a relationship out of loneliness and sex. Those are the two basic premises. A lot of them will have, and this is not to indict all traveling nurses. It's not uncommon for them to have a long dating history. There was one lady that I went out with who was a traveling nurse. And I'd be damned if her phone wasn't ringing 24-7. But it wasn't from her contractor. It was from people she used to date. I mean, she had a treasure trove of men. And that's one of the downsides to it, as far as for you dating one. Uh, here's the difficulty in dating someone in the medical profession. One, is going to be their hours. Two, it's going to be the frequency in which you see them, or infrequency in which you see them. Three, they're going to always be tired. You can count on that. So, you'd rather, that person would rather date somebody that has a nine to five, so in that way, you've got a normal cycle. I'm just telling you to take your time with this. Because if you fall in love, and usually they'll tell you not to fall in love with them. They'll let you know that up front. Because they're going to be moving. And they might find somebody they like, and then you could tag along. The problem I find with many of those relationships, because I had a few friends of mine who decided to marry them. And what happened, they got tired of traveling with them. And then over time, it got to a point where the relationship just fizzled. Because 
they had lovers in other communities, other areas. Again, not saying all traveling nurses are like this. So you don't have to write me trying to differentiate yourself from everybody else. We get it. But in a way that it, that profession is like having a truck driver. Except the only thing is a truck driver is constantly on the road, right? Traveling nurse, they usually have periods of time where they're in this city, that city, or that community. But if, like I said, if you can stomach that, go for it. I personally wouldn't deal with it anymore. After what I've learned, mm-mm. All right, folks. Let's see here. I'll tell you what. I'll be back in a moment. Now, let's talk about some of the dynamics a woman goes through after having sex with a guy she really didn't intend to have sex with. And folks, I've asked women, even some of the women I've dated, how did they feel afterwards? What was it like? How did they feel internally? And I'm going to share with you some of the responses that I received. There were women that when we slept together too early, like the first date, I would hear this. I guess you think that I'm loose and some kind of woman that just sleeps with everybody, don't you? No. Why do you think that way? Well, that's the way most men would think. No, that's the way a woman would think. And see, that's the difference. Because a lot of women will try to project what they think onto the man. The man is thinking, okay, you know, we rocked the boat and that was nice. And we can still go on. But see, that doubt is where it comes in. See, ladies, you make the choice on who you're going to sleep with early on. You already know before you take your clothes off. It's your choice. But see, the thing is, some of you ladies don't like being responsible for the choice you made. And then after you make that choice, you say, damn, I shouldn't have slept with him. The only thing he wanted was just some pussy, and that's it. You have to determine what you want in the beginning. You have to vocalize to that man where that relationship is going immediately. Because if you don't, what he's going to try to do, he's going to try to go for sex first. He's just going to do it. As far as you let him go is as far as he'll go. I was with a lady one night, and she was like, we went to a movie, and she says, you know what? I want to go to my place. I said, okay. She said, I still have some pizza in the oven, got a couple of beers, and we can sit down and have some fun. All right, sounds good. As soon as she walked through the door, the first thing she did, stepped out of her high heels, went under her dress, pulled her panties off, and threw them at me. And she giggled. She said, don't worry, they're clean because I haven't done anything in them. Now, what she was doing was prepping me for what was going to happen later on that night. So she went in, heated up the pizza, and it was a big-ass pizza, and good, too. And we sat there, and we ate, and we critiqued the movie that we just saw, which sucked. Anyway, 
what happened was afterwards, she decided to come over, kiss me, we became intimate. And the interesting thing was, she said, you know, I really liked you. I liked the way you came on to me, the way you talked to me, the way we communicated. And so I'm getting ready to try to pull her dress off. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. I want to have sex in this dress. She said, because I want something to remember you by. I'm like, damn, that's kind of interesting. And that's what we did. And what she did, we dated for a couple of months. She would tell me, well, you know, uh, I got to go to the cleaners to pick up your favorite dress. She called it my favorite dress because she had sex with me in that dress the first time. Things were going pretty cool between us for that two-month period. And then she said, you know, I think I'm going to relocate. That was a job that was available for her. And she was like, uh, why don't you come on? Can't do it. She left. We kept in touch for about a year, and then after that, things faded. She had personality. She was funny. She was nice. She was pleasant. And one thing I'll give her credit for, she never resented or regretted what she did. Because that's what I was concerned with. And I asked her about that. I said, so you're not going to tell me, oh, you need to get out because, uh, you know, you slept with me, now you need to go, and that kind of thing. She said, no, you don't need to go. I made a choice to be with you. I'm with you. And everything we did tonight, I wanted to do. Because she was very declarative in what she wanted. She wasn't under duress. She wasn't under any pressure to sleep with the guy. And see, this is where a lot of women are dealing with issues. When they're under that pressure of a man, thinking that, damn, he went and bought me dinner. He did this. He did that. And he's going to be looking for sex. And he's going to be looking to kiss me. He's going to be looking to hold me. And I really don't want to, uh, mm-mm. Ladies, let me tell you something. Before that man spends a dollar on you, you need to start distancing yourself if you're not interested. You get there to the restaurant for the date. You realize you don't like him. Just say, you know what? Uh, let's go Dutch tonight. In that way, you've already created distance between the two of you. So in that way, he doesn't feel as though you owe him anything. That's the way you have to do it. Because if you don't, what he's going to do is assume, well, you know, I know I'm going to get a hug or a kiss before the date's over at least. There's some men that think that way. The way I used to shock women was the fact that I would never be the first one to touch. Let them make the emotional move. And of course they used to get pissed at me because at the end of the date I'd walk them to the door and instead of giving them a kiss, I would extend my hand. 
and let them be the one to take my hand and pull me close to them for the kiss. And the reason why I did that, because I wanted her to feel as comfortable as possible. You don't have to necessarily be the macho man, just go up there and just start putting your arms around her waist and kissing her. Now, she may want that, but what she's got to realize is that a lot of women have not been around a true gentleman before. So they're accustomed to being handled. You don't need to handle them. Let them invite you. Because at that point, she's comfortable enough to kiss you. There was one lady I did that to. I extended my hand. She grabbed my hand, pulled me close to her, gave me a kiss. Grabbed my hand, she said, you're not going home tonight. Took my ass upstairs. Because see, the one thing you have to understand is the woman wants to feel comfortable. She wants to feel as though she doesn't have to worry about you ruining her reputation. She can enjoy herself and be herself. And what takes place between the two of you is intimate and exclusive. Now, ladies, if you're going for a long-term relationship with a man, explain to him what the standards are up front, what your standards are. Well, you know, after we get to know each other, you know, we'll see about where things can go romantically. But now you're stimulated by his intellect. You're now getting more involved into the emotional realm with him. And you can envision yourself with him. And when you're at that point, ladies, you have to think about, okay, when is the right time for me, when I feel comfortable, to be intimate with him? And you might want to set a milestone such as saying, okay, well, if we are exclusive, then that's the starting point of intimacy. If you're going for a long-term relationship, you've got to ask for exclusivity. You, the lady, has to ask for that. The reason being, as a man, if we ask for it, we're going to feel as though, yeah, we're doing it because that makes us feel good as far as on the macho side. But you could be sitting there talking about, no, we, we, we're not at that point yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And he, of course, doesn't want his ego bruised. He's going to go on and pursue it anyway. Let me tell you something, ladies. Women who let guys do this, guess what happens? You know those women I talk about at the bar that I would meet that were married? Those would be the women in those types of relationships that would come over and talk to me. Weren't happy. The guy was taking too much control. And women don't realize a lot of times that they have control over the whole dance between the two of us, men and women, getting along in a relationship. You lead us, we follow. But you got to make sure you know where you're going. And a lot of you really don't. 
if you get in a situation like, for instance, I went on a date with a lady one time and she just told me, let's just see where it goes. And so jokingly, I said, well, what if it leads to the bedroom? Oh, no, we can't do that. But what I wanted to do is shock her in the reality of what was, what that conveyed to me. And I will tell you, I'm glad we didn't go to the bedroom because that was the boringest date I've ever had in my life. Is there such a word as boringest? Well, I just made it up. Put it in a Jesse Jackson book of words. But that's what happens. Now, another thing. I told you, there's no perfection on this show. I'm just as flawed as everyone else. I'm not a guru. I'm not a relationship coach. I'm just a guy with a lot of experience that's been out there on the dating scene for a very long time. It doesn't change, folks. So, when it comes down to you ladies controlling the situation, you have to be measured. Meaning that you have to know where everything's going to go on that first date that are, that's planned by the two of you. You set your standards then. Hey, he's not going to my place. He's not going under my dress. He's going to keep his hands above my waist. I'm going to give him a kiss at the end of the day. This is a standard for you if things go right. Things go wrong, you know early on, because ladies, you know how you can pick up on that. And the first thing you're going to do is, we're going to go Dutch on the bill. I'm going to shorten the date. I'm going to end it as friends. Those are the options. So in that way, he doesn't feel as though he's wasted his money on you. And so expecting something to get, expecting to get something out of it. That's the reason why a lot of these women who go out and get on plenty of fish, especially, and they just want to go out and party all the time, like the one lady I told you about that I was out with, and she told me, had the nerve to tell me, oh, I don't buy groceries, I just buy uh, groceries for breakfast and lunch, because men are always taking me out to dinner. That's why she actually used the dating site. There was one lady I met on Plenty of Fish. It was 2016. And this woman had been on that damn site since 1999. It was a lifestyle. She wasn't really looking for anybody. She was emotionally unavailable anyway. But you will find people like that. Now... Along with that, by you setting these standards up front, you're letting him know exactly how far it's going to go on that first date. Now, here's the thing. If you set standards, don't be a hypocrite and break them or lower them. Because if you do that at that point, he's never going to take you seriously on the next set of standards that you establish. Especially if you're trying to correct one. Take, for instance, 
you were looking for a long-term relationship, but you chose to sleep with them early on in the relationship, too early like the first date, second date, and now you're trying to establish standards about, yeah, well, that won't happen again, that kind of thing, forget it. Forget it. Because he will either leave you because he'll look at you as a hypocrite, or he's going to try to help you break that standard or lower it. Because then you kind of ripped your britches in that sense. It's not that he's going to dog you out or anything like that, but what will happen is that he will never take your standards seriously. And he would always be looking over his shoulder if he got in a relationship with you because if you lowered your standards for him, the next guy that you're interested in, you'll do the same thing, whether you're in a relationship or not. And that's what he's looking at. We'll talk more in just a moment. One of the most asked questions I get from women, especially divorcees and young women around 18, 19 that are just starting out with sex is this. Vaginal odor. What do men think about it? This is one thing that women really ask questions about privately. Now, one thing that I would tell you is this. Ladies, the sweet smell of your vagina may not affect most men. There are some men who don't like the smell. There are other women out there who don't have an odor at all. Here's the thing. If you're not, you know, having an infection or something of that sort, they have flavored lube. You can always use that when it comes down to him going down there. That will help a lot. That will diffuse the taste. And if you have a problem with fellatio with a man, use that on him. Because we got to face it, it's kind of salty, right? Vagina is salty because it has a lot of acid in it. And you'll find that from what women have told me, a man's penis is salty. But it's kind of funny because when they go to kiss you afterwards, for some reason their voice, their, their breath smells like bologna. Bologna or some kind of like salami. It's really weird. I'm just being straight up with you. I told you, this is romantic truth. We're not for the bullshit. I'll just tell you the way it is. Now, Here's the thing. Get them, dogs. What happens is this. It's a bird that just landed on the tree outside. What you have to understand, too, is this. Fellas, one thing that women constantly write me about complaining, you're not washing your balls. Very important got to wash them. A lot of you think that you can just come over there sweaty after a workout at the gym 
put on some nice clothes and think you're ready for the evening, always prepare yourself, men and women, always prepare yourself to have sex. That means shower before you go to see your partner. No matter what, wash your ass. I can't stress this enough. See, some women, when they want to break up with a guy or they don't want to have sex with him anymore, they don't wash themselves. And they do that deliberately by saying, hey, you know what? I'm not fresh down there. In other words, what she's telling you fellas is that I didn't think enough of you anymore to clean myself up to come visit you. Nine times out of 10, when a woman's doing that, She's ready to exit the relationship. What do women normally do? They clean themselves constantly. They don't want any armpit smell. They don't want any vaginal odor. That's the way it goes. And ladies, you know when that man is done. Because what he will start doing is stop making your priority. Not caring what you do. Not calling you anymore. Not texting you anymore. He's out there. And a lot of times he doesn't come back until he's been rejected by someone else. You're the only game in town. Now, some of you ladies are pretty hip to this. The guy that's calling you at 10 or 11 o'clock at night but won't call you at 6 or seven. What he's trying to do is avoid having a date with you. He's trying to avoid spending money. So the way he looks at it, I call her late at night. She'll be in bed. She'll be comfortable. And I'll talk to her and sweet talk her into coming over, get some ass, and then I'll leave. Everybody knows what's up. And this is what he's doing. And you're thinking, oh, well, you know, this was so nice. He came over and I was comfortable and ready for him. But he's looking from the standpoint, well, hell, I didn't have to open my wallet to get this. Just something for you to think about. Now, another thing that we have to come to grips with. Your physical body. Ladies, let me tell you something. I can't underscore this enough. Women are the ones that are going to call you fat. Women are the ones that are going to say you have cankles, you have uh, whatever the hell, hip huggers or whatever the hell they call them. They're going to say all these love handles. They're going to say all these things, right? If you're naked in front of a man that you want to be with and he wants to be with you, you're not going to hear complain but you gotta remember he had to work his way to get to you to get to that state of vulnerability where you are naked with him and of course you gotta understand he may not be you know perfect himself he might have a curved penis he might have overgrowth of hair down there He may have other issues going on. But here's the thing. If you care about each other enough, will they really matter? Of course not. There are plenty couples out there 
better together. And that's not even an issue. Because the thing is, they have worked on each other so much emotionally, cerebrally, intuitively, morally, and fell within their standards that it worked. Now, as I've always stated, you'll have individual standards. And then you will have communal standards in your relationship that go around those two separate standards you have for yourself. Like a barrier, like a wall. And that is for the integrity of the relationship. Another thing to keep in mind as well. As you're getting to know each other. There will be things revealed by their partner. Fantasy, secrets, those kind of things. Let them stay confidential with you. If you guys decide to take nude photos together or whatever, let those stay confidential with the two of you. Don't put them on the internet. Don't share them with friends. Don't do it. Because it's going to come back to bite you in the ass later on. Person finds out, then before you know it, you're hearing from a lawyer. Don't do that. Other things to consider. If you're just going in for a booty call, if it's just going to be sex, the two of you agree that you're just going to hump and dump, make sure you do some precautionary things. Talk about diseases. Talk about testing for HIV. Talk about condoms. And I strongly suggest, ladies, if you're going to be with a one-night stand, make sure he's wearing a condom. Because if he's going to just be with you one night, you don't know what you can catch. They have flavored condoms that you can get if you want to do oral on him. And you're not sure because you don't know whether this guy has any kind of diseases or whatever. That's if you're going to go this route. It's a risky route. But if you want to go this way. I don't recommend it. But some women do. Let me give you a brief example. This came off of Craigslist. Here in Las Vegas. 45-year-old single mom of four looking to get her rocks off for a few hours. Any takers, oral only, no penetrative penetrative sex. Hit me up. So what this woman wanted to do was just perform oral sex on a guy and have it done on her. And that was it. No sexual penetration. Now, what this would imply is that more than likely this woman is married and she doesn't want to run the risk of being pregnant. Or she may have a venereal disease that she doesn't want to spread. You never know. So, here's another ad. Lonely 56-year-old man looking for a girlfriend to spend a night with Probably go to a casino, have a good time, and who knows where it could lead. Must be willing to have fun. 
Now, must be willing to have fun implies that she must be down for sex. Now, people that are lonely, people that just get horny and they just want their rocks off, as the woman said, what they're doing is they're throwing down all regard for safety. And what they're looking for is that gratification. Now, of course, this is foolish. Ladies, if you're going to meet someone, at least have a date with them, a real date. There's nothing wrong with that. Because now, one of the things, these meetups and things like that, I can't tell you how many women that are probably walking around pregnant with all kinds of STDs now because they met some guy online on one of those apps and they put their location in, they meet the guy, they have sex and they walk away. And she doesn't know what's inside of her now. The guy doesn't know what he's probably contracted from being around. Hell, it could be COVID, could be anything. This is the reason why I was so hard on the woman in Wisconsin who decided to just go out since she was all closed up in her house because of COVID, worried about COVID. She decided to just go out and meet a random stranger through a meetup app, met the guy that had sex, and now she wants to make it a regular lifestyle when she just meet random men that way. I don't think you want to live your lives that way. The majority of people wouldn't. Too much risk associated with that. You only have to be wrong one time in order to be set back. Another thing I'm going to address. If a person reveals to you that they have herpes, for instance, you don't have to treat them like they're the person with the scarlet letter. But here's where you have to be concerned with. If they marginalize it and say, well, you know, everybody has it, or something of that sort, that's a red flag for you. That's a red flag. Because the more they try to marginalize it, no big deal, there's a good possibility they probably had no problem spreading it and no problem getting it. So you want to be very, very careful with that situation. A person who usually has the condition may let you know to give you a choice. But one thing that they're not going to do, they're not going to marginalize it because it impacted them. It's a condition that doesn't go away. You can manage it, but you can never get rid of it. So you have to be mindful of that. And let me tell you something too. These STDs are not just with sleazy people or people that sleep around all the time. Some of these people are married and have it. Some of these people are some of the most upstanding people in the world who have it. And they have to contend with it. 
And so what you want to do is to marginalize your exposure. And the way you do that is by understanding, not condemning them. Because they're dealing with a life-altering con- altering condition. But understand, they're not bad people. They didn't do anything wrong. But you have to understand, too, that they have feelings. And you can't treat them just like they're nobody. I've seen people do this. I remember one guy was uh, talking to a lady and she was pretty interested in him, but it's something she had to tell him. And when she told him that, he goes and lets everybody know that she has it, shaming her. And not understanding that, hey, okay, maybe the relationship cannot evolve because she has that condition that doesn't fall within your standards. She's still a good person. That was one of the uh, standards that I established. I wasn't going to be with anyone that had STDs. I was not going to be with anyone with a criminal record. Those were two things that I was very adamant about. You had to be. It's your life. It's the only one you have. There's not another one coming. It would be nice if our ancestors could wake up one day, come out of the grave, and walk around and say, hey, what did I miss? But of course, that's not the case. We have to deal with the reality of now. More in a moment. My girl and I were listening to your show today and thought it was rather interesting. We had a little debate going on. We were still in bed naked. Now, when I say she's my girl, 48 hours ago, we didn't know each other. I'll put it to you that way. I'm 29, she's 41. This is how things transpired. We met on Bumble. Upon meeting on Bumble, we chatted for about an hour. We called each other. We talked. She wanted to go out and have drinks. I told her I'd meet her at a bar. We met. We talked for another two to three hours. Then she took me home with her. Now, at this point, I was bugging because I thought that was rather odd. I never had been asked to come to a woman's house on the first date. So I thought this was kind of rare. But it didn't end there. She cooked me a home-cooked meal and then took me upstairs. She goes into the shower and asks me to come in with her. We're showering together and I'm checking out her body and it's smoking hot for a 41-year-old woman. Yes, she had a little pouch 
and she had some pubes that were gray, but that was okay. Afterwards, she let me dry her off. She dried me off and gave me fellatio right on her bed. After that, we started sex and didn't stop 48 hours. We're still having sex now. We just took a break so I could write you this. The only question that I have for you, is this thing gonna last? What kind of relationship am I gonna ask for? Will she have buyer's remorse? And the other question I have to ask more so than anything, I want you to think about this. She's talking about buying things for me and having me move in with her. I just feel as though we're moving too fast, but I'm not quite sure. I never had a woman come after me like this before. Not a gorgeous older woman like this, and I just don't know how to handle it. I'll be honest with you. She's looking as I write this email. So we both be listening when you respond. Gregory, Bloomfield, Colorado. Gregory, you lucky bastard. Look, <laughs> let me tell you something, fella. I think you got a winner. See, a woman will use her instinct when she knows that, especially when things are going to be in her favor, there was something about you that she picked up on early on that said, I got a good vibe about him. He's a good guy. I don't think this was a desperation move because she could have pitched you at any time. What she's done with this she shocked you you think about it it's just like you won the lottery and didn't realize it and now you don't know what to do with the money so this is what I would say to you first off you want to sit her down well you guys are laying down right now and ask her where she wants to go in the future just ask her Here's the thing that I'm looking at. It could be a setup, but I doubt it. The only reason why I say this is because if you really look at it, she's going out of her way. But she's going out of her way, and when a woman spends money on you, like she was talking about buying you things, possibly moving you in, when a woman starts doing that, yeah, it's more than just sex. Way more than that. Because see, a woman will never spend money on a man or lose money for a man unless it's going to benefit her in a major way emotionally. That's the way that works. When you get to that status, what you're doing, you're basically getting into that same stratosphere that her parents would put her in. If they were to get ill or something like that, how she would take off work, those kind of things, you're in that, you're a priority at that point. Now, the only thing I will tell you, whatever you do, don't cheat on her, don't backstab her, don't lie to her. See, this is the kind of woman that I envy you on because I will tell you, 
she's gonna rock your world for many, 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 many years. Because she finds pleasure in satisfying a man. That's the kind of woman you want. You don't want the one that's up there chronically complaining because they've gone through a whole bunch of bad relationships and they get to you and they treat you just like they treated the guy that they just broke up with. That's not your problem. So enjoy the moment because I will tell you, there's some guys out here dealing with more stuff that they should not have to deal with than you. So be thankful and enjoy it. I think you got a winner. And like I said, here's the thing. You're probably not accustomed to this because she's an older woman, but usually this is a norm for older women as opposed to younger women. What you will find, and when I say older women, I'm talking about women 40 plus, because see, they've been out in the world a bit most of the time. Not saying they're loose or anything, but they've been out a bit and they're a little bit more wiser about what they want. Women in their teens, 20s, and 30s, they may still be trying to figure out what they're looking for. They may still be in a bad relationship. It's not uncommon for a lot of women, especially, to be in bad relationships from their teens all the way through their 30s. By the time they get past 35, Whatever dysfunction they have in their relationship, they're going to tolerate it until they get around into their 40s, where the kids will be old enough to fend for themselves, and where they don't have that guilt factor with the children. Now, here's the thing to keep in mind. With this situation, she's going to get older. So, lower your expectations as far as her, you know, becoming, developing more, okay? In other words, what I'm saying is, understand that the process of aging is going to continue with her. She's going to need your encouragement because her self-esteem is going to take a real hit later on. And you may be dealing with some other issues with her. She may wind up being dry down there when you're having sex. So understand that you might have to use lube with her. These kind of things are just the natural dynamic of life. Now, 41 would be kind of early for that to happen, but I've seen it happen in women in their 30s. And I'm just telling you this so that you'll be aware. I don't know if you dated an older woman before, but this lady is going to do everything possible to keep you and you have to look at it from perspective if she's taking you out and meeting you the first night you guys chat on Bumble that means that she wasn't desperate she had looked you over before she went on and did it most people would think oh she's desperate she's just a desperate old lady nope for her to be this thorough I'm telling you. See, a desperate person would have done two things. One thing, they wouldn't have met you the first night. And the reason why they wouldn't have met you the first night, they didn't want to seem desperate. They didn't want to see, they didn't want to appear to be that hard up for a man. 
She just went on and took the initiative. Well, we'll talk more in just a moment. All right, there's another thing that you ladies may be aware of or should be aware of. And I'm going to be straight up with you ladies and I'm going to tell you the truth as I always do. There are some of you and one thing that I will tell you is this. If you are friends with a guy and he sees that you slept with a guy that he has a low opinion of and you try to come and talk to him later on, he's more than likely not going to sleep with you. A lot of guys will, though. Here's why. Men judge women by the guys they sleep with. A lot of folks don't like hearing that. So, if I know dude is dealing with drugs or whatever, there's a good possibility I'm not going to sleep with you after you break up with him. I'm not going to date you. I'm not going to be with you. Because we look at it from the standpoint of drinking out of a wine bottle after somebody else has. I'll be straight up with you on that. Judging on the reputation of that individual that you were with will dictate whether or not we'll be interested in you. So if he was a good, upstanding man, then it's not a problem. You broke up with him, it's not a problem. But when you tell us on a date or something that, yeah, my baby daddy wasn't shit, and every guy I dated wasn't shit, yeah, we don't want to be that ain't shit guy like you. Because the way we look at it is you pick ancient guys. Now, some guys will take the risk of sleeping with you. Most won't. The opportunists will sleep with you without a heart, within a heartbeat. Now, another thing. Your girlfriends. I bring this up a lot. Your girlfriends, they can maneuver themselves in such a way that depending on if they like your man well enough, they will tell your man everything that's wrong about you. Had that happened to me. Met a lady. Liked her. Met her friend. She had one girlfriend that, you know, she had STDs back in the day and blah, 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 blah. She went off. And she wasn't really her friend. And I kept telling her that. I said, this woman is not your friend. This woman is trying to stab you in the back in front of your face. Oh, no, we've been friends for years. And it was very difficult to convince her, which I never did, that she was not her friend. She always says stuff like that, trying to embarrass me. Trying to embarrass you, she did embarrass you. And then when she realized that I lost interest in her, Girlfriend tried to move on me. Not interested. But she had her friend, my girl at the time, duped that she was in her corner. And those barbs that she would throw, my girl tried to just say that they were nothing more than just, ah, she's just playing around. That's the way she is. That's her personality. No, she is trying to take you out. But she didn't realize that. 
Ladies, don't go on the internet or talk about escapades, sex sexcapades, or whatever you have with these people. Keep it to yourself. And another thing too, you're getting mad at the guy and then you go on social media and talk about you got a little dick or whatever. Guess what you do? You strike up the curiosity of other women to sleep with him. You're giving him a billboard for advertising. And those women are going to try to find out if it's true or not. And if you say you got a big dick, you know everybody's coming. Keep that in mind. Because the way they look at it, oh, you're going to criticize him now, but you were the one that was with him. So what sense does that make? And you're sitting there trying to ruin him and trying to hurt him. And the only thing you've done now is given him more of an incentive, well, giving the women more of an incentive to go and see whether or not what you said is true. Just a heads up. Now, one thing that also is a concern to you ladies that you've written in about, I'm trying to hit as many of these topics that you wrote about as possible. When it comes down to fit, I mean fit down there, where the guy fits inside you, some of you are concerned that you may be a little bit too wet, too wide, too deep, too, too, too. Don't worry about it. The guy's going to figure out a way to make it work. If you work with him, he's going to work with you. But what he needs you to do is to have confidence in yourself. And he needs for you to work as a partner to try to make it a best sexual experience as possible. You need to leave your doubt at home when you're in the bedroom. When you take off your clothes, you're also taking off that doubt. It's your body. He's got to adjust to it. Because <laughs> one thing that I had to grow out of, years ago I used to think, if I got in a relationship, a serious one, I'm going to be eating the same bologna sandwich every night. And this is the reason why a lot of men don't really like relationships in the sense that they think that, damn, I'm going to have the same piece of pussy every night. It's going to be like warmed, warmed over leftovers. But the thing you have to do, fellas, if you're listening, you got to make sure she's someone that will arouse you all the time. That was the one thing about Monica that I found to be very true. She'd be walking around in damn shorts with the nape of her ass sticking out. And I'd be sitting there and she'd say, what are you looking at? I'm looking at you. Well, look, it was, it's hot outside. I had to be comfortable. I'm like, yeah, all right. It's hot over here. Be comfortable all you want to. And a lot of times, ladies, you may arouse your man just by the way you dress, by the things you do. And you're going through your regular, everyday duties and may not think anything of it. 
There was a person that wrote me, I think they were out of Baltimore. They were painting this apartment they had just rented. And the lady had moved in and her boyfriend lived across town. And he came over to help her paint. Well, what she was wearing was so provocative. They wound up having sex and they had to hire somebody to finish the painting inside the apartment. They checked into a hotel and kept the business going. Some situations will wind up like that. It depends. Some of you ladies know this already. Some of you that are listening now are married and in relationships and you're wondering, damn, why is he always wanting to sleep with me? Ladies, enjoy it while you can because there's a good possibility 40% of men wind up with ED. And when they wind up with erectile dysfunction, you're going to probably wish you had that dick years later. So enjoy it while you can. Enjoy the moment. Because here's the thing. When your man is into you, literally into you, what that means is that you have him, you have his attention, you have his embodiment, He's into you. Closest you could ever be with a person. So I know sometimes you might not be in the mood, you might not be ready or whatever. That's understandable. But understand one thing. Being that he's showing that interest in you, don't take it for granted. Because there are other women out there that wish they would have a man interested in them like he is in you. And sometimes people forget that. You know, it's really interesting. There, throughout my life, there have been some women that my friends have married and dated. I had to break off my friendships with them with my friends. Man, why don't you hang around me? No, man. mm -mm. And the reason being, their wife was so physically attractive that I limited my time around them because I knew damn well there's a good possibility I'm going to be looking at this man's wife or girlfriend. They didn't quite understand that. Other guys... Man, yeah, let's go to the game. Bring your wife, too. Mm Mm-mm. Wasn't doing that. Wasn't playing that game. That was his woman. She was with her man. That's the way it should be. A lot of you ladies might wind up with guys or boyfriends who have that third wheel, that dude that's the friend that's always joking around. Watch his ass, because the minute something happens to your man, he might try to make a move. And fellas, I'm telling you, you got a dude hanging around you like women have their girlfriends hanging around you, you need to create some space. You need to create some space. I'm just telling. We're being realistic here. A woman's attractive whether she's married or not. We have to govern 
high standards and understand that, okay, she's with him, all bets off the table. Another thing too, ladies, that some of you do, if you're married and with your man or dating and with your man, don't flirt with other men. Don't do it. Please don't do it. Because what that does, it gives the other guy the idea that, oh, you're not happy in that relationship. Let me see what I can do here. And he also realizes, hey, just as easy as I took her away from him or could take her away from him, I'd have to watch my back with her all the time. It ain't worth it. That's the way they look at it. Fellas, when you're out with women or with your woman, you know you want to look at another woman's ass that walks by. Try to avoid it. I used to hate that shit when a woman would walk by, Monica would look up and she'd say, I want you to look at him. I want you to look at her. I look at who? I want you to look at her and I'll still stare at her. I'll stare at Monica. I won't stare at the woman. Then she'll do something like turn my head towards the woman. She says, yep, she's got birth and hips just like I do. She said, I know you like that. And I'm like, damn. But she would do that deliberately because she knew that by me looking at that, I started thinking about her. I didn't catch that until later on she told me about it. She said, you notice I don't point out every woman she says every woman when I see a woman with wide birthing hips and a nice butt like mine she says I let you know because I want you to have the fantasy of her but I want you to have the reality of me and it made sense it really made sense because that was one thing that I was attracted to that she knew about Now, another thing too, in closing, the one thing I want you to take away from this episode, if nothing else, ladies, you have a choice. You have the control. It's up to you to set the morals that you live by and the standards that you're going to extend to anyone that's going to deal with you. You have to be responsible for your own standards. Enforcing them, setting them, and sticking by them. If you lower those...
All right, folks, let's see what else is in the mailbag for today. Maybe you can help me with what I'm dealing with right now. My name is Renetta, and I'm 27 years old. I never wear underwear. Yesterday, I was over at a friend's house, and I noticed that her husband was really looking under my skirt. Well, while she was in the kitchen talking, I opened my legs so he could really get a good look. I was just teasing him, of course. I've been knowing him for years. Well, today, I get this phone call from her, and she's telling me never to come over to her home again. I asked her why. She said she didn't want to talk about it. Now, this is something that has gone on between me and her husband for several years. There were a few times that he would come out of the bathroom, he would have the towel around his waist, and of course his manhood would be sticking at the closure of the towel. And she would be embarrassed, and he would go into his room. I think this time I've kind of overstepped the boundary a bit, but I don't feel as though I have. She knows I flash him. She used to flash my boyfriend. And now all of a sudden she's becoming so serious. It's a damn shame. We're 23 years old and we're dealing with this. I don't see what the big deal is. Do you agree or disagree with me? Renata, Los Angeles, California. Renata, you gotta be a person that really, really, really don't give a shit. Of course, it's only obvious that doing this is going to piss somebody off. But here's the thing I would say to you. See, women like you, and I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not talking about you personally. I don't know you from a can of paint in Tennessee. But what I will tell you is this, which don't make any sense, rather. What I will tell you is this. In your situation... You're the epitome of a woman that I would never date or trust. See, the problem is you want attention so badly that you will flirt with anyone. And then you're justified and you think it's okay. She's probably been knowing this for years, of course, as you state. But I'm sure she hadn't said anything because it would piss her off. She'd give you a piece of her mind. Now, you should be lucky that she didn't whoop off in your ass about this. Because most women will. And I will tell you this. If you were dealing with a woman from the hood, oh, you'd have gotten fucked up. Plain and simple. Now, here's what you got to understand. When you do stuff like that, you only do that to single men or men that you know that are alone. By doing it with him, uh-uh, she's never going to forgive you. Because she's had enough time to really think this through and know that you're toxic to her and her marriage. So she did the right thing. I don't have any problem with her doing what she did. I had a, I had a friend's wife one time who used to do that. In fact, we were watching a Super Bowl game one year and she walked into the living room butt naked and sat on the sofa and watched the game. Most uncomfortable situation I've ever been in my life because I sure wanted to look at his wife because that woman had a body. But here was the thing. She did that because my friend wasn't giving her the attention she wanted. 
And so he says, man, we got to go. And she said, no. She said, y'all can stay. She said, he would just have to get used to seeing me this way because this is my house. The mortgage is in my name. And your ass is just here as a tenant. This is what she told her husband. And he couldn't say shit. He was embarrassed by that. Because when he's around the boys, he's telling us all the stuff he owns. But in actuality, it was her house, her cars, her money. And yes, she could do whatever she wanted to. And so I respectfully got up and left. Let me tell you, mm, I was, mm, it was so hard that I t- put to you this way. My dick was so hard that I let it drive home. It was just crazy. But I knew then, hey, that's my friend's wife, etc., etc. I quit going over to his house. He didn't invite me up. No, that's okay, man. No, my wife is not. No, that's all right. Uh-uh. But that's the way she would assert herself. Knowing that it would humiliate him with her coming in naked. And I didn't get what the dynamic was at the time. And what it was, they were having a power struggle in a marriage. She owned everything. He wanted a voice and he wanted to be that man. But when he was around us, when we'd be out, he would act like he owned everything. But you run across those situations. The one thing I'll tell you, though, not to worry. It's going to be all right. Let's go on to the next one. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.